0: You are listening to the Benchcast with your host, the man whose business is benching, Coach Ben. I'm pumped. We got some great questions again. Uh, first off, I want to apologize for last week. We did the Instagram did kick out. I tried to film near the smoker. I know you guys can't smell that fresh barbecue, but um I tried it, experimented with it, damn my uh, iPad here overheated. So we lost the feed on Instagram. Um, for those of you who are new to the Bench Talk Live podcast here, this podcast is all about live interaction. So you know, I'm trying to answer your questions. Um, we actually take questions in from Instagram. I also kind of filter through YouTube, see what's going on there. So If you want to get involved in a podcast, you want to have a question answered, uh, just drop it in the the question box on Mondays, in my Instagram stories, I have a question box, I try to answer them that day too, but we definitely touch on them today, alright, so if you want to ask questions, Monday, IG stories, just drop a line. Okay, I got some great ones here, and of course I take live questions too. So if you can join us live right now on Tuesdays, usually 12 p.m. Eastern Time, then I'd be happy to take your questions. We're just shooting the ship, Okay, sip of coffee for the working man. Got my bro to even lift cup. You know what? This is supposed to be some kind of smart coffee type deal. It's loaded up with these antioxidants and cinnamon and shit i don't know i don't think it's working yet but uh you know it kind of tastes like someone dumped tea in your coffee so i don't know if i'm down with that yet lift the mailman what's up my friend thanks for joining in clinton what's up buddy thanks for joining in we've got some people filtering in on ig live some youtube here let's get to it let's uh let's answer some questions OB Matt, what's up, Matt? Matt's always here. Matt always asks awesome questions, too. He is definitely the MVP of frickin' Bench Talk. Camara Coffee is amazing. I have not tried that. Um, I believe that's that Juju Mifu guy's brand there. I don't know if it's his brand or he just supports it a lot. I just probably first got introduced to that. Sip of coffee for you guys. Or tastes like someone dumped coffee dump tea in my coffee so sip a tea coffee for you guys all right let's answer some questions the silverback one for strength is flat bench better than incline uh well so it really depends on your goals i mean if you're a competitive powerlifter nothing's going to replace a flat bench press it's competition style so you can't really replace that if you're just trying to build strength i think you could use either or you know, I I think flat benching is going to uh, set you up less potential injury, probably be more friendly for most people. Uh, but incline press certainly you could build that up too. You know, an important thing is to, to pick a movement and then progress that movement. You know, at the end of the day, if you're just a strength enthusiast, you don't plan on competing, then that's not really a big deal. But if you're a power lifter, you have to flat bench. Let's see, I'm all in 86. How much does a wide thick Thompson pad help? Uh so the Thompson bench pad, the the thicker, wider pad, supports your shoulders a little bit better. So with uh you know a commercial gym pad is so little and thin that you know for example myself, I'm not the biggest guy in the world, but I'm constantly wobbling side to side on that. There's no place to really position your shoulders. Nor is there any pad to actually sink into and drive into. Uh, Because we actually want the pad to do our lifting for us. We want to leverage with the bench pad. Uh, We don't want to just be pressing uh, ourselves. We want to really leverage into that bench pad. So uh, Thompson Fat Pad, I I liked it for the the widths. But sometimes that can be actually too wide. So I think a middle ground is much better. I have a... um, And the height, the height really threw me off for a meet. Um, Yeah, I know some of our lifters had some struggles with that too. The height uh, is usually overkill on a lot of benches. So I'm not the biggest fan of the Thompson Fat Pad. I like a middle version, something that's less dense like that, has a little more foam to it. Uh, If you reach out to Tiny Meeker on Instagram, he actually um, constructed this pad that's in our gym. And this is by far the best bench pad that I've benched on. The foam you could fall asleep in. He cut the width in between a comp pad and the Thompson Fat Pad. So it's a nice in-between. It's not going to block your arms. Uh, it, it's a beautiful, beautiful bench pad. It's not too high either, which is key because I set this up on my unit. It's the same as like a competition bet, so it won't throw me off when I go to a meet. So uh, that is a great pad. It's the best pad hands down um, that I've ever used, so Tiny Meeker makes a great one. Let's see, naki b forza, hey, I have a scoliosis plus kyphosis who are- we are destroying my bench. Any advice, mobility stretching to improve my form in the bench uh yes, yeah, so anytime you're working with some limitations there, my friend, uh and I'm sure you you probably have a bad case of what's going on, maybe, but. I'm sure if you took a look at any powerlifters' spines, there's a lot of osises going on in there, probably a lot of blown-out discs that we don't know about either. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've I've seen lifters who either have this really dramatic hip shift or their shoulders untucked at one side and... You know, we're all kind of dealing with a different set of mobility restrictions, and the best thing you can do is just try to manage it the best you can. You're probably going to have to um, have someone tell you what position's optimal. I know a lot of um, lifters that have the hip thing going on where they shift into one side. They'll place themselves neutral or they'll do feet up first, just drive their lower back into the bench. Just try to find a sense of neutral and then try to keep yourself there the best you can. And then obviously working with your PT and, and whatever you're doing on the side to uh, help balance those things out. Just keep diligent with that. But at the end of the day, we're probably just going to have to work within our limitations. you know. And um, the biggest one I'd say that concerns me is if you have a shoulder shift going on because that's going to highly affect the bench. Anything lower body is easier to deal with But when it affects the upper uh, upper body like that That's something you really have to Whether it's taking more time in a warm up Going and getting work done outside of training uh, Just trying to find that neutral position for yourself And work within that uh, You know those are the things you're going to have to do Alright But yeah it's very common So you're definitely not alone there Beth What's going on Beth Hope your week's going well. So I got a nice full week of training in last week. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you share what you think are most important form cues in an incline bench? <clears throat> yes, yeah, so definitely. Um, the incline bench, again, is not going to be any real different than what I would cue on a flat bench. You still want some sort of leg drive in terms of i mean you're not hoisting yourself up the bench but you need to have your feet out you need to have your feet planted you need to have some sort of hip tension you don't want to just be hanging out on the pad nor is that good because now we're more in that uh, incline position we don't want to load the spine loose like that you know hurt our backs and stuff um so we want to have some sort of tightness rigidness through the midsection tightness in the hips planted feet for stability. Uh, And then in terms of the upper body again, no different than a bench press same thing if we're doing overhead press any pressing We want to try to lock our shoulders down Okay, whatever position we're in so if I'm up here benching that's not good. I want to lock down pinch tuck That's all there is to it And then uh, the one thing you're going to want to keep out or incline bench a lot of times if I program this in barbell version Uh, I'm going to have the athlete do a partial range because a full range incline press uh, is difficult for many. I mean, you might get to about right here. And then I certainly know I can't really get down keeping good tightness. I'd have to kind of dump forward. I don't want that stress on my shoulders. Um, You know, I'll get to here, and then there's a period where it just feels super loose and not comfortable, and that, in a sense, is what makes me really have to lighten the load. Um, So partial range, nothing wrong with that. All right, nothing wrong with going partial range. If you go full range, keep it really light, but all the same things are going to apply. So hopefully that's helpful. Uh, you could take cueing from the bench. You know, it's it's if you really compare it all, cuz all I do all day is is make comparisons with squat, bench, deadlift. All the same things kind of need to happen. So whether we're doing an incline bench, squatting, deadlifting, it's all kind of the same principles at the end of the day for getting tight backyard 909 bear thanks ben had a problem tucking too much your videos got me benching without pain again i appreciate that my friend i'm glad that helped out um the yeah, tucking one's real popular you know there's definitely some popular subjects um the whole setup tucking sticking points leg drive butt coming off the bench you know those are things that really ring home head off the bench for a lot of people um the tucking though i was really surprised how many people were saying they had a lot of issues with that and uh you know i'm really realizing how common that is uh having issues with the tucking i think a lot of it just gets taken over from quips lifting where everyone's yelling those cues at you all right elbows in tuck tuck uh, and then somehow it makes its way around like you hear those cues you you roll with it you start spreading them to someone else and it's like a game of telephone or whatever where it kind of outreaches and everyone's starting to tuck and they hear these things in videos and um, you know especially as a raw lifter you want to stay in a good mechanical position a good stack position you always want your wrist really trying to trail over your elbows you always want to prioritize back tightness. So, like I said in that video, anytime you, um, other than bending the bar, that slight turning you get with the elbow, any more that elbow tuck is taking me right out of my back tightness. I can't really control my scapula in that position. So, I'm really glad that that helped you out. Let's see what's going on YouTube here. Matt said he's an investor speaking about um, Juju Mifu. Try the try the focus one. That's the one I drink before bench day. I will do that, my friend. If you guys haven't uh, already seen, I'm drinking this uh coffee it's supposed to make you smart. I don't think it's made me smart yet, but I'm gonna keep trying to drink it. Uh it tastes like some of dump tea in your coffee, pretty much. Cinnamon, some of my anti-oxygen stuff spread in there. Mind you, I went to Starbucks this morning and I had a cold brew. Uh, so, coffee's running through me hard right now. Logan Barbell. My bench is only an incline flat bench, but I started to place a brick under the legs to make it a decline bench. When should I be doing decline bench for max effort if I've never done it before? Um, well, I'm not a huge component of decline benching uh nor doing it for max effort Uh, never something that program never something that i do uh the one place i really might see some value in a decline bench is uh whether barbell or dumbbells doing a high rep near the end of a workout just to uh of get some recovery going get that fresh blood flow into the working muscles uh, does allow you to stay out of your shoulders more, so potentially for someone that has some shoulder problems going on, like uh, for myself, I'm sure I'd be able to do a decline position, no problem. Uh, so, uh, otherwise, I don't, I wouldn't really program it max effort. You can try it, you can go for it. There's not something that I I mess with there. Had a problem with the incline, this backyard 909 bear had that problem. With incline, started using the bench block on it. Yeah, bench block, doing it Spoto style, just stopping at that certain point. All good ways to attack the incline. Usually because you don't have a ton of range of motion. Alright. Lift and mailman, going for my first 250 bench this Sunday. Haven't benched that much since high school. That was 24 years ago. Thanks for all your help Ben, I appreciate that my friend, go get that 250, now, that's a long time coming huh, so go in there and kill it, I know you'll do great. Uh, Billy Joe Hansenberg. do you recommend chalking the bench, your upper back, or using a resistance band on the bench to maintain back tightness, uh, only if you need the grip. Uh, so I have the uh, Mark Bell the Slingshot Benchmark tool here, just kind of a matte rubber type uh, strip here, and I've been using that for two years. I always recommend it. It's like 15 bucks, and uh, it's very non-slip. It'll stick to the pad, and it'll stick you to it. So you just need a grippy surface, all right? Uh, If you don't need a grippy service, if your pad is good, it's a competition-style pad with a good layering on it, or you have the benchmark. Um, No real need for resistance bands or anything like that. Um, Definitely chalking. I've never had to chalk my bench, or I'm sorry, chalk my my back. Um, I don't think that works that well. Uh, What I have done is I definitely brought in uh, Gorilla Glue Spray, any kind of Loctite spray, I mean, that's pretty commonplace at the bench meets I go to for either our feet or our upper backs um, to stick to any, especially warm-up room benches that aren't going to have a good layering to it. I usually bring, like, my benchmark or something. And then especially feet. You don't know what surface you're going to bench off, so I definitely bring it for the feet, too. And uh, case in point, my last full power meet there, my last meet in general, um, we were benching on a wood surface. I hate freaking benching on wood surfaces. That's what it was. It is It is. It is what it is. And um sprayed the bottom of my feet. And everyone was coming after me for my spray. It was like I had to hug that thing tight and run away with it. And I don't mind people using it, but then they were saying that it was their spray and it was our spray. Um, but, uh, yeah, so a spray is good too, but never really chalk. Uh, never really try. Nor in some feds do you ever need that. You know, RPS That is another one of the best benches I've ever benched on RPS meets. Um, hit all my big lifts there. Matt, what lower back exercises do you like to use? Um, so anything I, I don't really uh, other than training the hips and the midsection like planks, things like that. I don't really do any direct work. For lower back, like I won't jump on a back extension machine and really try to target any flexion extension at the lower back. Everything is kind of in that bracing pattern. So I guess um, we're talking training the lower back. You know, it's all things like good mornings or uh, planks, core exercises, hip stuff. You know, because you know it all kind of protects that lower back area. Uh, I don't do any direct work though. So... Um, maybe sure uh, I'm sure that uh, There's some out there that could be effective You always gotta go kind of be late, uh, light though When you're talking all that Flexion extension there The spine uh, Dark Gamer BG If I'm 1.8 centimeters, Can I bench with a wide grip uh, I'm not sure exactly what that means I mean if you could clarify there my friend uh, sure you can bench with a wide grip Billy Johansenberg My back seems to slip Up the bench Which caused me to lose tightness in the back Yeah so you're just going to need um, I tell you the benchmark there Something to hold you down uh, The bands will work fine too if you don't have that right away But you do need something And that absolutely will limit you In a big dramatic way um, Yeah so Dark Gamer also says, He was referring to his height yeah, I think uh, especially if you have a longer arms, wider grip is a, a good strategy for that. And he also said, how much intensity to get results, and can I bench two times every day? Uh, so you're going to want uh, some heavy benching, and this is something that I've been doing a lot more on our team is at least keeping some form of heavy benching in. I don't like to go too long without heavy benching. Um, and I wouldn't bench two times every day. Uh, definitely a little overkill uh, bench maybe two times a week the good place to start if you're bench only three times a week potentially uh, not two times a day unless you're talking like splitting up your main movement and your accessories but mm-hmm. it shouldn't be bench back to back like that all right let's see what else we got going on dropping your questions pops is bring me some barbecue please I'm still working on perfecting my salmon, my friend That one's probably the one that you're going to want to taste Brown sugar crusted salmon is so good Logan Barbell I only have bands and a straight bar So I'm just trying to do as many variations as possible That's why I asked about decline Um, Yeah, so if you only have a straight bar and some bands You have a ton there to really create a lot of different variations Wider grip, close grip you could go partial range photo style and do uh, different types of tempos, different pausing patterns, um, different amounts of band tension by how you you hook it up. Um, so there's a lot of ways if you want to just stay away from the decline that you could throw a lot of variations in there um, so it's up to you if you want to do the decline I say go for it but um, not something that I'd have. I have I can't really offer much there I don't do any max effort with the decline. I see it more as a, a good recovery modality at the end of the workout. Ligaments and connective tissue strength exercise. So I would just do some really high rep work if you want to prioritize that. Um, some really exhausting, fatiguing high rep work. Yeah, doing like a uh, board press, 20 reps, close grip board press, or um, doing it a pin pin press there under the rack. Just getting a lot of work in. Uh, I'm going to answer some questions from Instagram from the other day. This is from Matt at the Hybrid Hillbilly. Do you ever use heavy holds to prime your nervous system? So I personally have not since uh, I did a raw training cycle for my raw bench early 2019. um, I use it more with our raw lifters because in equipment i mean you're already working at super intense weights um you know i don't really see a need for a huge heavy holding equipment i'd rather you do like a partial range bench or something we're working on boards a lot of times so raw lifters yes definitely Um but i haven't personally used them our team will definitely use them it's a staple In the programming, especially at the back end of a training cycle, I want them to feel that heavy weight. Um, And it is, you mentioned, a great way to prime your nervous system. Okay, And what that means is mostly firing up the intensity we're going to use that day. So if you are scheduled to bench 225, right? we can easily take, you're like a 350-pound bencher or something, and you're doing 225 speed work or whatever, Alright, that weight is so light that you don't have to really get tight to move it well. Okay, 400 on the other hand, above 350, not only are you going to have that weight in your hands, all of a sudden 225 is going to feel super light. Uh, but the intensity you need to bring to that weight is so much higher than what you'd need for 225. So you hit this threshold, and then hopefully you continue to work with this much tightness, bringing it to the low-level weights. And that's really the key there, uh, if you want to sum it all up. But yeah, that's a staple in the, the programming. Um, definitely want to get some heavy bench holds in. A lot of our athletes are doing um, overload work in terms of uh, like slingshot or board work. So I've been saving uh, heavy holds more now for for like the last six, six eight weeks maybe, of the program. When I have a meet up coming, okay. Uh, J squared lifting at J squared underscore lifting underscore first bench day in a few months. Should I warm up as usual? So uh, I touched on this on Instagram the other day. I would take. More time in the warm-ups, in terms of soft tissue work, rolling, um, you know, anything you need, shoulder mobility drills, things like that. I would take more time, just as like a maintenance level thing, because you haven't benched in a long time, you haven't been going through those types of range of motions, and uh, I would definitely take more time to hit maintenance level, soft tissue work, and and all that. Okay, then once you do hit the bar. I would take more time with the warm-ups. So if you normally do five warm-ups, I would do eight warm-ups, for example. Start taking quarter jumps instead of plate jumps. Uh, just do more work in general. And when there's not much weight on the bar, that's the perfect time to do that. So in terms of warming up, if it's your first time coming back, then take your time. And don't work up heavy first week. Check out a podcast. We we did uh, our the Bench casts, uh what you're listening to now, you're watching live, whatever we have at Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, go back a few episodes, and I have a great podcast uh, about how to kind of get back on the training wagon, all right, what things I would implement, how to cut your training max down. I kind of gave a three-week progression of what weight you should work up to, all right, so check that podcast out. It's a Thursday Topic episode, not a very long one, so uh, about 15 minutes or so. But wherever you listen to podcasts, please check that out. That'll be a great one for you, okay? Um, What else we got here? Wanted to uh, touch on tucking versus elbow position. This is something that came up uh, on YouTube. I saw in the comments, tucking versus elbow position. So uh, I think this... This guy was concerned because I think he related tucking to close grip bench. So he he wanted to know, I, I guess, if close grip benching still okay. But I want to distinguish between the two. When I'm talking about tucking, so you saw my tucking video on Instagram, YouTube, not too, like a few days back. All right, that tucking video that I did, that's that has nothing to do with if you're wide grip, close grip. All right, the elbow position has nothing to do with elbow position. So if you bench out wide here or you bench in close here, you know, that doesn't matter. The tucking part is actually with your wide, dragging under more than you need to. Or if you're close, dragging, tucking under more than you need to. So it's not the final position of your elbow. It's more so the act of, of overdoing... That elbow lead or the the losing back tightness and letting the elbow shoot in. So it's a little bit different. So I just wanted to distinguish between the two. Close grip bench is fine. That's not what I'm referring to. Tucking in the absence of back tightness. uh, Putting yourself in a poor mechanical position. That's the difference there. Logan Barbell says, not only my upper back is a weak point, but it lacks mass compared to the rest of my upper body. And it's hardest muscles for me to grow. Any accessories I should really be hitting and prioritizing? Yeah, so upper back. Yeah, that's that's a big one, my friend. Uh, but definitely If you're dressing as a weak point, usually that's a, a big glaring weak point along with glutes, um, hamstrings, things like that. Upper back. What i would do uh seated high rows i love with the bands right pulling to a very high position you gotta think you gotta change the way you row you can't row with your elbows in close you're gonna hit more lats you want everything to be out elbows out here really squeezing on the upper back face pulls right elbow out rows metal rows right instead of rowing in here we row out here uh, doing with a t-bar is awesome too Um, Doing pretty much any variation of row Just up here If you do a barbell row, pen lane row Row up uh, Almost above the nipple line About nipple line right And squeeze your upper back there Um, Some high pull stuff All right All that's going to help you big time Okay All right Let's see if we got anything on YouTube here coming in Geopower 50. After two years and your help, I got my setup down. But when I go for a 95-97% single PR, soon as I am positioned to descend, that weight feels heavy and I'm nervous. Form breaks down. Ideas of confidence. So, it sounds like your setup's down, you mentioned. But I would see what's going on with the takeout. Because I always say you can have the best setup in the world But if that bar comes out uh, inefficiently Traveling too far You untuck your shoulders in the process uh, It doesn't matter what you did in your setup Because now you're benching in your shoulders You're in a poor position So I would look at how you're taking the bar out of the rack Uh, In terms of feeling confident coming down to the chest I would do more uh, pause variations Just live down there more Spend more time down there all right, Dead pressing uh, Long pause variations Just spend more time at, down at chest level um, I wouldn't I wouldn't really tell you to overload I don't think you need that right now It sounds like you just need more confidence uh, Where you're probably weakest You've probably been doing Maybe some heavy bore work Some slingshot work uh, Holds, things to gain that type of confidence But I think for you my friend I think you're going to need to Just spend more time at chest level, really making that your strong point. All right, because that's going to get you brimming with confidence if you can live down here and have the back tightness, um, have the confidence to come off your chest efficiently. All right, so that's what I would work on. And our weight, and uh, this is from Dark Gamer BG, and our the weightlifting plates feel heavier from the calibrated plates? while benching. Uh I personally I never noticed the difference. Um you know, having eight hundred something pounds in a bar, I haven't really felt the difference between having heavyweight calibrated plates versus heavyweight with the uh, standard 45s. Calibrated plates, easier to load, condenses it more so there's less whip in the bar. Uh, but I'm now benching off a bench bar which is pretty much like using a squat bar to bench with. Um I don't know if I like it personally. I prefer the thinner bar still. Uh, my 815 I took last week, I actually felt like it's way easier for my wrist to get bent back now because that bar, I used to pin it really low in my hand. It's thinner. Now it's thicker. It's getting up into the midpoint of my hand and pushing me back more. So it's a problem I'm having with the heavier bar. Uh, but in terms of plates, I haven't really noticed much of a difference myself. Maybe if I was benching a thousand, but I, in the eight hundreds, I haven't noticed. I, you know, wouldn't make a difference for me. And uh, yeah, to answer your question there again, I wouldn't bench two times a day. Uh, definitely not max effort. I'd be two times a week. And Logan says, "Okay, thanks. I always feel my lats more than my upper back in bent over rows compared to when I do T bar rows." Yeah, so whatever exercises you like to target that area, that's going to be the key. Just like triceps. I mean, there's a shit ton of tricep movements, but find the ones that you really like. All right. Uh, Matt asked a question the other day. Sip a coffee for the working man. My little tea coffee is supposed to make me smarter, but it hasn't yet. Maybe this sip will get me. All righty. Um, he said, Matt, underscore, PT, underscore, DIP, underscore, MDT. I don't know, Matt. Way, way too many certifications for me to even read here. But, uh, hey, I know you worked hard for those buddies, so um, congrats on that. Uh, funniest bench moment. He has a great one the other day. Funniest bench moment. I had to think about it a bit. I, I mentioned a scenario where it um, was my first, really my first shirted meet I ever did. It was Monster Bench. I want to say 2015, I think. Um, first shirt to bench meat is unsanctioned, and I had a, a single ply Inzer Phenom. Okay, not the SDP, a single ply Inzer Phenom. And uh, I remember it was my third attempt. First two attempts, my first bench meat in a shirt. I'm still trying to figure this shit out. I got them. They weren't pretty. Um, definitely weren't pretty. Paused a few times Up and down probably can argue I mean it's unsanctioned so it wasn't really regulated um, Probably didn't hold it much But uh, my last bench I was like I'm freaking getting this Down you know I took 440 Which uh, you know funny thing back At the time that I was still at that That amount of weight Took 440 Found a perfect groove I was just like it's, it's, I'm feeling the resistance To the shirt I'm in the groove and all of a sudden, boom. Sounded like a gunshot. I and I I have no time to even process any of this. this. Shirt just ripped down the seams in the middle. Collar exploded. Mine's just a single ply shirt. It's not a ton of substance to it. But thing exploded on me. Weight came down. Luckily I was in a pretty good arch position, so you know, I can collapse into it a little bit. They grabbed the weight. Um but it definitely hit me. And um and uh, so I get up off the bench, everyone's like, "Oh, you know, everyone's silent and stuff. I get up off the bench, and you know, in my mind i'm not thinking I'm not thinking anything about shit. am I all right? You know I didn't have time to register that as far as I know, I'm still breathing. people took the weight off me. I get up off the bench, but the first thing I'm thinking is I go, Oh shit, now I gotta buy a new bench shirt." <laughs> And I remember everyone started cracking up, kind of released the tension in the room at that point. Um, but I was seriously first thing in my mind, you know, I, I, it hit me. I felt okay. I get up, but I'm thinking in my head, shit. Now I gotta frickin' buy another bench shirt because they ain't cheap, you know. And I'm, I'm, I think I might have just graduated college at that time. I was doing some online classes, but you know, um, that was I was still in school mode and stuff. You know, I wasn't making much money so i'm like shit i gotta buy a new one now um but uh yeah that it's it's funny looking back on that and um yeah there's, there's just been so many different moments um it's hard to hard to really pick any certain few um just just probably one of my favorite meets was the arnold in 20 2018 and i finally got to the to the big uh, stage at the arnold we were doing the bench bash and um you know watching it for years in the crowd i was like oh man this is i want to be up there and it was like a two-year goal and uh it finally got to that point and i hit my first 700 that day went three for three only lifter to go three for three and um you know narrowly missed actually getting the belt as everyone else bombed out I was the only one to go three for three and um yeah that was just the the being up there on the stage all that crowd uh just it, nothing else like it. that was easily probably my favorite bench meet um even from when I hit 820 you know like that was just you can't really match that type of intensity um when you're up on that stage like that it was really cool I Always remember that. And the first 700. I mean, that was uh, that was a big goal. It was a big kind of breakthrough for me there. Um, so that was. Uh, I guess that's not funny, but we shared some laughs in the back and whatnot. have my have my guys there to help me out. So it's always fun when you have uh, close friends nearby as well to joke around with, keep the mood light. And I'm not someone that sits down and and puts on. Headphones. Uh, I don't want any headphones. I want to be in the moment. I want to joke around. I want to stay loose and relaxed. And um, you know, when it's time to flip that switch and do what I got to do on the platform, you, know, you can go and do that. But uh, a great question there, my friend. At underscore the Buffalo Botticelli, do you use a bench device when you are not in your shirt? So, yeah, typically I will. Um, Typically, I will, especially closer to a meet. You know, if I'm fresh off a meat, I'm going to try to do more raw work. I haven't been able to do any raw work because my shoulder, um, something bad must have happened with my shoulder, but it's been shot since January. Um, I can't do any raw benching, nor would I want to, because the next day it's completely trashed and it just keeps setting me back. Um, So I've completely eliminated, like, any raw benching, even in warm-ups. I'll go to two plates maybe, and then I'll throw on the ram immediately. Um, and then I'll do my bench shirt stuff because that protects my shoulder. Right? I can load up the weight on the, uh, with a bench shirt because the shirt's taking all the tension. Um, I would like to do more raw work. You know, I'd like to have that second bench day be predominantly more raw work. But if you're talking like main bench day and the progression that I take, so like this week, did three weeks in a row with, with a shirt. Um, I was supposed to deload this week. I feel good. I'm not doing heavy squats and, and deadlifts, so I'm going to stay in a, a looser shirt. But I would be wearing, like, my tight Magnum Ram. Yeah, so uh, I definitely because it's going to allow you to continue to handle similar, like, weights. Uh, heavy enough weights and still keep a pattern of a shirt without the rigors of being in a shirt and having that, that tightness, compression ripping into your triceps, things like that. I recommend one of my favorite tools... I like the Titan Magnum Ram, but I also really love um, Rich Putnam made his Bench Freak Band there. I think it's super simple, it's just a band, Um, it's got three different loops there. But that thing really got me into the the focus of tucking better in my shirt and and perfecting that touch point And, and using that really helped me get a really nice bench. I put it all together at that meet I hit 730 at. And then fast forward five months later I hit 820. You know, so that's that's an awesome tool. It really helps you if you're having a hard time tucking and getting that touch too. Bench Freak Band. Um, uh, go to BenchFreak.com dot com. Alrighty. Uh Matt says, with longer armed lifters, would you have them work with higher boards compared to short arm lifter? Yeah, great question there, my friend. Great question there. You always load it with good questions. You got, you'd be asking like five a five a talk here. Um, yeah, we use higher boards for sure because uh, usually the goal would be to have a board height you'd be able to overload with or have a board height that's going to pitch it you in your triceps and that's going to be different for each person. Um, so for example, myself, a two board's kind of a joke if I'm not in kind of a relaxed feet up position. A two board, I take that weight out. I'm pretty much touching the board, you know um so that don't always make sense for me so i use really low boards i I really use a lot of the um the half boards too you know if i do some tricep predominant bench i use my one and a half board that red shoulder saver from lead fts and um you know for example some of our lifters that come by here they have to use higher boards like a four board to get the same type of effect so, yeah, definitely you have to uh, vary the board height per the person. Great question, though. Eric Bell, thoughts please on the slingshot for shoulder rehab? Yeah, so I think the slingshot, any of that, is a great way to work around any shoulder discomfort in the meantime. Um, like I said, I'm benching. I had 800 of my hands last week in my bench shirt. Um, totally. It doesn't bother my shoulder at all, but, you know, I do 135 in a little bit untucked position, shoulders feels blown out, you know, it hurts, hurts to move even 30 pound dumbbells, Um, but that stuff can be shoulder sparing that uh, it's a great way to work around uh, whether you're injured or Rehabbing it Things like that So yeah Totally Slingshot um, If you're a raw lifter All I'd get is a slingshot Because that's not going to give you Huge boost But it'll give you enough boost Um, Titan magnum ram And the super ram They sell Things like that That's more aggressive Um, So I would only really get that As a quick lifter The bent freak band Again aggressive But they at least have That one setting So you would use One band to separate Um, You know It also goes three band I can handle just as much With that As I do in a shirt So it's a great, diverse tool. Dark Gamer BG, is it safe to tuck our shoulders alone while unracking the bar, or a spotter needs to hold the bar till we tuck them? You want to tuck uh, during the setup. It's it's very unsafe to have your shoulders untucked, Um, especially if you're going heavy and things like that. You always want to be tucked in your setup. You're even tucked when you're getting the weight out, you can't let your shoulders come up. You don't want that blackened hey ben i have learned a lot about bench technique in your channel i wonder if you will put content about deadlifts and squats uh i know i do not have any plans to um i'm pretty niched and double down on the bench press that's kind of my gig um you know from also a marketing standpoint to reach more people you know people know to find me from bench press stuff um and i like that correlation i like putting that info out um Plus, I hate deadlifts, but uh, we do have some great information on squats and deadlifts in our VIP membership. Okay, Um, that's our private membership group where I'll go live weekly, do presentations. I do content on the uh, squat and the deadlift. You know, I share exclusive content like that that you wouldn't normally see on like my YouTube, which is all bench focused, Um, recovery things, stuff like that. So, it's a uh, great way to interact with our team to be a part of that community, um, to get that additional info, to receive discount codes to our, our website, uh, to receive 50% off our online course, our flagship course, um, you know, to get 50% off that, plus all program templates on our website are free with that VIP membership. So, some you might want to consider, my friend, uh, link in the bio when, um, at either YouTube or Instagram or you can go to our website. It be Matt, the leg bench. That's right, my friend. Leg bench and back bench, right? Those are the shirts. Logan says, how do you feel about using dumbbell benching, incline, flat, decline, as a max effort lift? Um, I don't usually use dumbbells for max effort, uh, quite simply because, you know, maybe for reps, but I wouldn't even have heavy enough dumbbells, and... I'd say 80%, 90% probably the people that I coach wouldn't even have heavy enough dumbbells uh, to begin to consider that. So um, it would probably just have to be a rep max type thing. I'm all for tracking your progress. So if you can do more reps with the same weight, I go up to 65s here. So if I can get more, I mean, that's so many reps with sixty fives that it's you know, maybe if I had hundreds or something, maybe if I got ten reps one week but I got fifteen reps later in the training cycle, you know, I'm all for marking that progress. But um as a single, you know, there's so many issues in terms of getting the dumbbells hoisted up, getting it started. Um maybe for like a five rep max, that's probably the lowest I'd go on dumbbells, but um I could I could see that being something. I usually like to stick with the barbell stuff though. Dark Gamer BG, I bench without, a, without shirt every day two times a day and maximum every time I add one kilogram every time to the bar. Is it safe to go like that or should I stop? Um, if you're starting out, you can potentially just keep progressing that way, but eventually um, you're just going to hit a hard wall and you're going to need to start to vary and cycle how you add weight to the bar. Um, especially benching two times a day, I would not do that. Again, two times a week, my friend Two times a week is all you need You need to give yourself recovery that's the, uh, that's the big thing there You need the recovery Because you're only breaking yourself down in the gym You're not getting bigger or stronger You're only making yourself weaker And breaking muscle down you, it's, The key is what you do outside the gym Getting enough nutrition and getting sleep you know Those types of things Those are the important things So uh, two times a week Maybe progress like that for four weeks right now and then cut it back down and work back up and on that fourth week you're always um you know succeeding what you had done so that's kind of the basic of of cycling um so you definitely want to prioritize more recovery than what you have right now um get more sleep eat more food things like that you'll see some really good results there my friend eric bell suicide grip question mark um So I'm a fan of that for things like floor press stuff. The thing with the suicide grip, right, is that uh, you were able to load your lats a lot more effectively because you need to. You don't have that control of bending into the bar. We totally sacrifice that. So it prioritizes more our lats, having to load our lats and get control from our back. Problem with that is that we're never really going to be as tight and efficient as if we were able to bend into the bar and create that stability so what i do right bars here i i so here's pretend my fingers the bar my thumb is out here i'm wrapped around right i'm not squeezing with my thumb though i'm not doing this i'm not squeezing with my thumb i'm leaving my thumb out as a hook so i can still bend right i can still bend into the bar because i have something stopping me right but um but uh i got a little battery thing We haven't even got enough time all right so I can still bend into the bar, right? But if I'm in fall grip, right, I can't do that. So I want to take away from what that control I have from my arms, but I want to have that anchor point so I can bend and create stability. All right, guys, we're hitting some low batteries here. We've been going, we answer some good questions. Dark Gamer, I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you for joining us live. Um, and and anyone want to reach out, Coach Ben at BigBenches.com is my email. If you want any help with anything specific, you um, want me to point you in the direction of, you know, maybe some online courses that we have that might be great for you. Uh, check out our VIP membership. Uh, anyone that wants to uh, you get more content, especially on squats and deadlift, that was mentioned. I definitely have some videos for squats and deadlift. You'll actually gain access to our whole giant library of videos, so that'll be something that you'll you'll really be um, probably interested in huge library of uh video content that we've done on that um it's pretty much like unlocking a whole other youtube all exclusive vids so um join us for the vip membership program templates are free i'm actually coming out with a six week off season type programming so it'll be a great intro to getting back to training if your gyms are opening up um i just finished that up the other day so i'm kind of piecing it all together now and it should be on the site by the end of the week hopefully so um Check that out, VIP members. You're going to be getting that access to that totally free. So, um, check out out on our, our website, VIP membership. Check out our online courses as well, which you can go to uh, on our website. So, I appreciate everyone that joined us here. You know, unfortunately, this smart coffee that I have here, I don't think I got much smarter in the duration of this, but hopefully, you guys got smarter. Um, appreciate you joining in, and I will see y'all next Tuesday.